This episode of the Music Stuff Show is brought to you by Dupe Loops, your weekly curated drum loop library. If you're writing music, building tracks, or programming beats, dupeloops.com is the place to start. They deliver 10 new drum loops directly to your inbox every Monday, so you can spend less time searching for the right sounds and more time making music. Each loop is always available in stereo and multi-track formats, always fresh, and they are never recycled. And for a limited time, they are offering a seven-day free trial period with every plan. So visit dupeloops.com, that's D-U-P-E-L-O-O-P-S.com, and start your free trial today to receive 10 new multi-track drum loops per week, every week. On this episode of the Music Stuff Show, we discuss how to approach the craft of songwriting from more than one perspective. We look at the source of creativity when there are different end goals, and we delve into the creative process behind those differences. Please enjoy this episode of the Music Stuff Show, writing for yourself versus writing for others. Welcome to the Music Stuff Show, where we break down the business of music to help you build a career of doing what you love. Vance is here, and I'm Tom, and hello. Hello! (laughs) (laughs) My hello doesn't, doesn't even come close to yours. Hello. Gotta have something. (laughs) <laughs> we're gonna. I'm telling you, we're gonna have a T-shirt one day that says "Hello," and it's gonna have your bitmoji on it or something. Man, the first conference we speak at as the music stuff show, I'm only wearing shirts that say Dude, "Hello." We'll, we'll know if we have listeners when we walk into a room and get on stage and we say "Hello," and then they all say back "Hello." Man, that's gonna be so dope. <laughs> That'd be pretty awesome. I'm excited. <laughs> Man. Uh, you got any facts for me? You know I do. Oh boy, hit me with it. Fun fact. Two PlayStation 1 games, FIFA 2001 and Gran Turismo 2, had scratch and sniff discs. What? <laughs> the FIFA 2001 smelled like a soccer field, while Gran Turismo 2 smelled like car tires. Wow. I did not know that. I have to say, that's genius. Why did that not continue? It beats me. Dude, that is genius. It is awesome. I don't I'm know if like, there's a factor in the spinning, in the burning of whatever. Yeah, maybe. That like sets my like marketing and branding brain like on high speed right now. Like, hmm, what if somebody put a scratch and sniff on a vinyl record so that every time somebody smelled this smell, like on or like on the sleeve, the mm-hmm. record sleeve, not the record itself. And it's like, like say Incubus Morning View mm-hmm. on the sleeve for the vinyl pressing of that smelled like suntan lotion and salt water. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So like every time you go to the beach, you think of Morning View. Yeah. That would be genius because smell is the uh, strongest sense tied to memory. Exactly. Yeah. Dude, there's some, that, there's some genius opportunities there to incorporate smell into what you're doing. That's true. The, uh. Not smell, but taste. Yeah. Uh, I've thought about this many times, but I'm not smart enough to do this. So if somebody wants to make a billion dollars with a B. Uh... You know what's cool? A billion dollars. <laughs> I, Chelsea and I uh, watch a lot of cooking and or baking shows. Naturally. Obviously. Yeah. The day there's a way to experience the taste of whatever's going on in the show bro in my home while I'm watching these shows 
Come on. Someone will probably make a trillion dollars. Come on. Like there's a there's a ride at Disneyland, not Disney World, Disneyland in California called it's like soaring over California. Yeah. Have you been on that? I have. Yeah, where they they put smell into the room. Mm-hmm. Like you're flying over the orange groves and they spray yeah. orange and then you're going over like ski slips and they spray like pine. Mm-hmm. Dude, it's insane. It's real. It's really cool. They just need to put a little, you know those bathroom misters that like <laughs> when you're like doing your thing at the yep. urinal and it goes, and like sprays out that smell and it freaks you out. You're like, mm-hmm. what is that? And then you look up in the corner of the room and there it is. They just need to have one of those like on your TV. But, you know, not as noisy. I wonder... tight. It would. I wonder how, um, like, many root scents it like would take. Like primary colors? Yeah, like primary colors of yeah. smell. Like, how many would that take to recreate the majority of smells? It cannot be that much. It's It's got to be a few base options. Like, if you had, like, say, three primary root scents, like three primary colors, mm-hmm. and you just changed them out like you changed the ink in your printer. How crazy would that be? Did we just come up with something cool? Like even smell would be pretty dope in that stuff. Like, yeah. And if, there, if there's stuff you can't create out of, like maybe a company says, all right, you have three root smells, make what you can out of this. Mm-hmm. So there's some things that just aren't an option, but like you can get pretty close. Maybe, you know, you can't do a a cake smell, but you can do vanilla. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm really curious. But somebody out there who's smarter than we are has got to have thought of something like this, and it's just not like well, a viable I feel like, thing. Like candles, yeah. Like if you go through any section of a store that sells candles, yeah. Um, not that there's not different smells, yeah. But I feel like they all fall into a particular category. Mm-hmm. That like, oh, here's the central one. Here's a little bit sweeter version of that. Here's a little spicier version of that. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, I'd just be really curious, like, if there was a way with, like, different kinds of essential oils, could you pack, like, 20 of those into a machine and a mister that, by the ratios or whatever, it's, mm-hmm. like, two drops of this, a drop of that, and half a drop of this creates... It it could be, like, you could have uh, an essential oil diffuser type thing that just does like a quick spritz Mm -hmm. at the right time that connects via you know like hdmi cable or something to your system Mm -hmm. and has a tank on it like a keurig Hmm. that you just have to make sure is full and you know with your little essential oils or whatever that'd be genius it would i will say it might be a little tricky on a home version the more i think about this but what if it was like because obviously like i've been to a 40 theater at you Mm -hmm. know either universal or disney or one of them um like if more like blockbuster movies did it, I feel like I've read that they have like discussed this before, tried to figure out ways to do it, mm. but I don't they have to have looked into it and just determined that it's not a financially smart decision or something like I don't I f- know what, but I feel like it wouldn't be that complicated on the playback side. I feel like the work would probably have to go into. The same way that somebody has to sound design an mm-hmm. entire two hours of a movie, yeah, uh, outside of the dialogue, yeah, somebody would have to smell design. Well, for those of you out there who are worried about machines killing careers, like <laughs> here's a new one that might open up: smell design. I'm making somebody films. a lot of money today. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, that would be awesome. 
That would be sick. Yeah. Here on the Music Stuff Show, we invent things, too, that maybe have already been invented. I don't know. A quick Google search can probably just dispel every single thing we just talked about, but I ain't who looking, cares? I don't need that kind of negativity we in my life. We arrived at it independently, and that's what matters. <laughs> it is. <laughs> what are we talking about today, Tom? Oh, man. Uh, we are talking about writing music for yourself versus writing music for other people. Are well, they different? Are they the same? What does that even mean, Tom? Well, uh, this question was posed to me by a friend. Uh and I think he is uh, coming from the standpoint of uh, like, wh- is there a difference, a different approach from writing music for you versus writing music as a songwriter for another artist to cut? Also, to take a step back, if you don't live in a major music city, yeah, you might not even know this is a reality, a thing. Um. So if you, yeah, this is a little bit more niche of an episode where if you're just in a band on that hustle, uh, you might not even know this is a thing, but there are, uh, like big artists mm-hmm. tend to have a lot of songwriters that come together to make their songs a reality. It's not always just the artist that is sitting in their room. Yep. Uh, they either get in a room with another songwriter, with a group of songwriters, songwriter and a producer. Mm-hmm. If you're Rihanna, you fly every top writer to a central city to write together for a week and then pick the 10 <laughs> best songs to put on a record. Solid. Um, so if you didn't know, now you know. There is a uh, entire career. There's a whole background <laughs> hustle out there. Yeah, and you know, even some of your favorite artists probably got their start in songwriting for other artists. Yeah. Uh, no, Bruno, Bruno Mars, Mars, I think, was a yeah. big one for that, who mm-hmm. wrote songs for other big artists before he became his own big artist. I think Ed Sheeran wrote Shape of You with Rihanna in mind. Mm. And then uh, like his manager or something was like, why don't you just cut that? And he goes, oh, well, I guess I could. Yeah, he, that dude, hustles on the songwriting game. Oh, yeah. Uh, He's a force, man. So, yeah, if you didn't know before today, we are talking about the distinction between just writing for your band or you as an artist or your raps versus Mm -hmm. being a songwriter for a different artist and or band or rapper. So, is there a difference and if so, what is the difference? I guess is are the two big questions there. Um, I suppose. I suppose there is a bit of a difference, but I want to talk about the commonalities first. I think that uh, before we hit record on this, we were talking about it a little bit to set up for the episode. But I, I think that uh, authenticity is something that's really important. Mm-hmm. Um, whether you're writing for yourself. Or writing for someone else to cut your song, um, you have to be like you have to be inspired by what you're doing. If you don't like pop, don't write pop because you're not going to do as good a job of it as somebody who loves to write pop. And even if you do write one that maybe sounds cool, like it's just not like. There are intangibles that get communicated 
whether we want them to or not. And if you're not inspired and excited about what you've just come up with, if it's if it doesn't come from a place of authenticity, from your creative spark, from your bucket of creativity, it's going to translate, even if it's not like <clears throat> obvious. There will be an undertone of of, of inauthenticity in that's something to avoid. I, you be authentic. Write what you like. If you're going, like, if you're going to write for somebody else, you better damn well write something that at least you like writing. Like, I, you know, you really shouldn't. If you if you're writing something that you don't enjoy, you are taking up space and attention from people who really would love to be doing that, or who are doing that. You're just like you're kind of getting in your own way and you're getting in everybody else's way too. Like I'm I'm not going to put an ad on Craigslist right now and say uh, I'll rebuild your engine for your car cuz I don't know how to do that. Um and if I did, then I'm wasting somebody's time and I'm wasting my own time doing something that I suck at, not giving them a good product and ultimately wasting my time taking my time away from doing things that I could be doing well. Like it's not, nobody wins there in my opinion. I agree. I think, um, a lot of people that think they want to be songwriters don't want to be songwriters. Yeah. I think you're right about that. I think, um, so a couple random things just to give some backstory again. If the whole songwriting thing is eye-opening to you, I haven't looked up current numbers recently, so I'm pulling this out of my head from a couple years ago. So this has the possibility that it might no longer be accurate. But a couple years ago, I think um, it was like uh, if you had a number one on uh, like pop or country radio, I think mm-hmm. it was like 180 grand a week that you made uh, as the artist. Uh, as the writer. As the writer. The writer side, uh, which then this delves into this whole other thing that's probably better for another episode between publishing and songwriting mm-hmm. and all this yeah. other stuff. All that for the split. sake of today, uh, yeah. the songwriter's portion, uh, a couple years ago, if you had a number one on pop radio, was roughly 180 grand per week. Mm-hmm. And so let's say if you were the singular writer, Mm-hmm. That one person made 180 grand that week. Yeah, you know, probably nine and a half out of ten times that is not the case because there's always several writers on those songs. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, so if there's two of you, it's getting split in half. If there's four of you, it's getting split four ways or whatever. Yeah. Um, so just to give some context, there's some very real money in this. So yeah. there are people that are trying to be artists in towns like Nashville mm-hmm. that are like, oh, I'm a pretty good songwriter. I could do this too to try and make money. Yeah. And I think a lot of those people, their real desire is to be an artist. Can I and interject real please? quick? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We've said this before, but I'm going to say it again because it bears repeating. Doing something solely for the money and the money alone is a terrible reason to do anything. Yes. In my opinion. Now, if you have to put food on the table and you literally will die if you don't earn money... That's different. But choosing your career based on money alone is mm-hmm. stupid. Sorry, go ahead. I completely agree. No, it's a v- very important point. Um, and so, obviously, music is emotional. Most times, if you're a band, artist, rapper, you are uh, telling stories from your life in your songs, and that's how you connect with them. 
And I, I think a lot of people that claim that they want to be songwriters really want to be those artists and mm -hmm. think that, oh, I could just do this to make some money on the side and try and work that game at the same time. Mm -hmm. But then the problem comes in one of two things. They either are emotionally connected and the whole time they're like, oh, shit, I don't want to like give this. I should just use this for my own thing because it's too good. Yeah. Or they sandbag. uh and are super generic and don't really write great songs. So you end up spending three or four hours with somebody trying to write something. Yeah. And it comes out remarkably apathetic because nobody wants to dive. <laughs> remarkably apathetic. <laughs> that is a t-shirt idea as well. <laughs> but because, you know, the people in the room are like, no, we're songwriters and we want to try and write this and pitch it to Ed Sheeran or whatever. Yeah. But then really you're in there and you're like, oh, I don't want to make it too good because honestly, like I could take this and make this for our band because this right. is pretty dope. Right. Yeah. Uh, so I say all of this and I, I think uh, a lot of people just aren't really meant to be mm -hmm. songwriters because of that reason. Being a songwriter is a very service oriented position. You have to be willing to create your baby and then give it to somebody else. Mm -hmm. That's hard. Not everybody can do that. For none of the credit. For none of the credit. Like you get other songwriters who like worship you, but that's a drop in the bucket. Like you don't get to be on the billboard. You don't get any of that. Mm -hmm. So like, that, I mean, that's like having a baby and then putting it up for adoption immediately. You know what I mean? That's... And then it's impossible. Not everybody can do that. Not only that, it's like putting your baby up for adoption and then getting adopted by the president. And now they live in the White House. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. And then you're still in your condo. Yeah. And yeah, no one's ever heard of you. So I would say, number one, you need to have zero desire to be an artist or you need to be writing so much that. You're like, no, I write songs all day long because mm -hmm. I love writing songs. You need to be able to compartmentalize. Yes. And I think that the people that can do that and can be successful at that are the kind of people that are like, I write songs every day. Yeah. And the ones that feel like they belong in my band, I take to my band. Mm -hmm. And we work it out and do arrangements that make sense for my band. Yeah. But I write so much. And because of that, it's always different and different vibes and... Yeah, so I have all these other songs that I know I like the song, but I'm never going to use it for my band because it just doesn't mm -hmm. fit. Yeah. So I would rather see it out there uh, is a different mentality. And I think that is, you've got to be doing that much writing. If you write two songs a month, don't be a songwriter. Agreed. You should be writing <laughs> two songs a day. Easy. <laughs> 100%. I, I, and I think that there's nothing wrong with wanting to be an artist. I just want to say that out loud. There's nothing wrong with wanting to be an artist. I think some people are afraid to say they want to be an artist and put mm -hmm. out their own creative work. It's easy. I've, I've done that where it's like, man, I don't want to put it out as me, so I'll co-write with somebody else who can put it out. That way I sort of get the satisfaction. But at the end of the day, what I really want is to like be in a band. You know, I've been in that position before. Mm -hmm. Um so there's nothing wrong with wanting to be an artist, make things for yourself, and put them out. There's nothing wrong with that. There's also nothing wrong with wanting to do only that. Like, you don't have... If you want to be an artist, that doesn't mean 
you have to want to be famous or you have to want to play arenas or you have to want to play shows, period. Mm-hmm. Like you can make music for you and put it out. And by put it out, we mean hit publish. Mm-hmm. Like you don't even have to tell anybody about it if you want to. You can make the thing yep. solely for the process of making the thing because it brings you joy. Yep. And that is good enough. It is. And you don't have to want you don't have to pretend to want to be a songwriter to justify that. You don't have to pretend to play the game of writing music you don't want to write if you are wanting to be a songwriter to justify that. You really only there's so much music getting created. There's so much art in the world. There's so many people making things in the world. You don't have to try to do it all. And you don't have to have to even try to do a lot of it. Just you serve the world better. Each each person in the world serves the world better by doing the thing that they love mm-hmm. and therefore are best at because yeah. they love it. Don't try to do everything else. Like focus, double down. Gary Vaynerchuk says this, like triple down on your strengths. Mm-hmm. It's true. Like go hard, all in on what you're good at. And 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 get better at it and do it because it loves you and it will continue to bring you joy and you won't get like stressed and burnt out like trying to play a game, trying to write stuff you don't like, trying to pretend like you want to be a songwriter even if you don't. I agree. So uh, before we hit record, you were talking about uh, the Tim Ferriss thing of the how did you word it? The uh, the pain point. Yeah. Of yeah. What's more painful? And I think songwriting, uh, well, to back up, you can be in a band and it just be fun and that'd be cool and like have no expectations. Like, obviously, mm-hmm. our show is dedicated to people that are trying to build a business around it. Yeah. But you and your homies can hang on the weekend and just jam and not care and still love that. Yeah. Uh, songwriting is like its whole own animal if you don't really have an end goal in my opinion. Uh, and I would say, uh, man, you ordered it better. I'm sorry. I'm spacing on this. The, do how'd you say it? Uh, uh, Tim Ferriss was, he, he has spoken about it in reference to writing a book. People say, Tim, should I write a book? And he was, he's like, his answer is something along the lines of, is it more painful to keep the book inside of you and not write it? Or is it more painful to go through the process of writing the book? If it's more painful to keep it in, that's the only reason you should write a book. And I think the same can be said for writing and releasing songs as an artist. Thank you. That is yeah. 100% what I was trying to like, get out. You shouldn't try to go down that road of making stuff and putting it out unless it's more painful to keep it in. Yeah. If you, every single day, aren't walking past your acoustic guitar or piano or whatever you choose to write on mm-hmm. and picking it up, being like, oh, man, this melody popped into my head and like, oh, I got to tell this story. Like, yeah. if that doesn't happen to you every single day, like, there is no shame, but yeah. you don't need to be a songwriter. Like, right. it... Totally. Either be an artist, be in a band, mm-hmm. like, but if you're like, you can't be someone that's only working on inspiration if you want to be a songwriter. Totally. You... I believe as a band shouldn't get caught up in that. And I strongly advise against it. And mm-hmm. you, if you want to be a band should force yourself to constantly create, but you can choose to not listen to us and still be a band. Mm-hmm. You cannot be a songwriter. If you get hung up on inspiration, there's yeah. no planet. Like 
every person I know uh, that has a publishing deal in Nashville, every single one of them, they were like, cool, I want a publishing deal because I want to be a songwriter and whatever. Mm -hmm. They literally, for a year straight, booked at least two, if not three, writing sessions every single day Yep. for a year. Yep. You know? And they wrote two, three hundred songs. Yeah. And yeah, then they got a publishing deal because they also got pretty good at writing songs because mm -hmm. they wrote two or three hundred songs in a year. Yeah. But if you're just like, man, I, I write a song a month. Maybe I should write songs for other people. You should not. <laughs> you should and not. And that's okay. Like, there is no shame. Yeah. There's no negativity in that. Like, but that is obviously not your thing. Like, if you, don't, don't be a marathon runner if you hate running. For real. <laughs> there are too many other ways to be active yeah. and, like, be outside. And, yeah. you know, if health is your goal, mm -hmm. there are too many other fun things. Yeah. <laughs> like... Yeah, it's it's the truth. Um, but if you are going to be a songwriter, if none of that applies to you and you do love writing songs so much, um, <clears throat> then I think that um, there are there can be some differences between writing for you and writing for other people. Writing for you is there are no rules. You do what makes you happy. Do what makes you feel inspired. Do what you want to put out into the world. Make it. Put it out there. Writing for other people, um, first of all, you have to be prepared to write a lot, like Vance was saying. Mm -hmm. Write a lot. You should be writing at least a song a day. Like You should be writing a lot. A day shouldn't go by where you don't pick up your instrument and come up with something. It should be like that is your job. You should be doing your job. Yep. Um, and... You, I, I believe that you can come from a place of authenticity. Um, let's just take Nashville for instance. Uh, you know, if you're wanting to write, if you are writing country music in Nashville and you want to be a songwriter, um, you can write about things that you know and that make you happy and that are authentic experiences from your past, from um, what you know, and tailor them to fit a certain artist and what they're looking for. Mm -hmm. You can walk that line, but you shouldn't, as a 33 year old man, I probably have no right to write an experience about, I shouldn't be writing a song for Carrie Underwood about getting left at the altar. Probably like if it's that face value, nothing else. Mm -hmm. Now, I can be in a room writing a song like that for a female artist, drawing on some of my own past relationship failures and things to put into that, and that is where it comes from a place of authenticity because I have some experiences that can speak to something like that. Mm -hmm. But if I have no experiences, which who doesn't have bad relationship experiences, but if you don't, mm -hmm. you're probably not going to get that cut. You're probably not going to be the person who needs to be in the room writing that song. You should probably focus on something else that you can speak to. That's kind of my two cents on that subject. Yeah, I mean, songwriting comes down to storytelling. Yeah. That's all you're doing. Yep. You are telling stories through music. Mm -hmm. And um, I think being able to reference your own life 
for content, for storytelling, allows you to uh, tell a story that is communicated in a voice that makes sense. I also think mm -hmm. a big piece of songwriting for other people is being able to, uh, even if it's not you, be able to be uh, aware enough to say, is this something this person would say? Is this a story they would live? Mm -hmm. And in the same way that if you are writing for Tim McGraw, you probably don't need to be talking about being in the club, making it rain on these hoes. <laughs> I don't know yeah, what he does I, on I his free time. Him, man. I don't but know. But like, <laughs> at least his brand outwardly, yeah. that is not something that it's like, oh, no, that is what we expect from Tim McGraw. Yeah. In the same way, if you were writing for Drake, you probably don't need to be like, my ice cold beer in my pickup truck. Right. You know? Yeah. And maybe he has one. I don't know what they're doing in Canada right now. But like <laughs> They can probably be like my maple syrup in my pickup truck. Yeah, like if you're writing for other people, I would think of these artists that you're writing for as characters in a story. Yeah. You know, like if you were writing a story about Batman, you know, would Batman do this? Mm -hmm. Like you can ask that question because you know, it's easy objectively to be like, oh, it's fictional. I don't have to think about it. Like, even though an artist is a real person, if you are writing for them and trying to write in the voice in which they speak and sing and communicate, mm -hmm. you got to treat them the same way in order yeah. to be able to write a song and tell a story from their perspective. Yeah. And treat them as such and look at them and be like, they are this character that believes in this, that buys into this, that spends their free time doing this, that enjoys this. Mm -hmm. And you've got to be able to paint that picture of a character in your mind to tell a story about that character. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, I think, uh, yeah, you can put your, it is important to be able to put your own experiences into whatever it is that you're making, I think. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, I think, Authenticity, man. Just whether you're making it for yourself or you're making it for other people, be authentic. Don't don't try to fake it till you make it. Don't try to like if you have no experience at something and you genuinely want to do it and get better at it, then work towards that. Yes. But don't pursue something you have no interest in. If you don't want to write pop, don't write pop. If you don't want to write country, don't write country. Mm-hmm. If you only want to write heavy metal, then you should only write heavy metal. Yeah. And don't mess with other stuff because it's – maybe you could get a country cut hating country music only liking metal. Sure. But let's just go down this rabbit hole. You You love heavy metal. You hate country. But you decide to write a country song so that you can make money. Hating it the whole time. It gets cut. It gets played. It goes number one. You've just written a number one hit country song. What do you think is going to happen? The only calls you're getting are for country music. Exactly. Nobody is going to call you for heavy metal anymore because you're going to be so busy making country music. You're going to get rewarded with more of the thing that you hate. I actually had a buddy that this happened to, uh, quite yeah. literally. Yeah. Who I love to death, super talented guy, that... Uh, he wrote a, man, 
I think it was a country song, actually. Yeah. He's not a country guy. Yeah. Uh, pretty sure he won an Emmy for it. Uh, wow. And, you know, is more in like hip hop and pop and, you know, yeah. even some rock stuff. And having an Emmy that hangs out in his living room, mm-hmm. he would try and be able to write with people and do stuff. And every time he called, they're like, uh, no, we want you to do this. Or, oh, you know what else? He also had a Disney cut, okay. which is a very specific style yeah. of thing. Yeah. Um, and so they only wanted him to do those things. And like, no one sees it and is like, oh, you're a talented writer, so anything you write is probably going to be great. Right. That is not how people perceive. They, no. Everybody's a one-trick pony until yep. you prove otherwise Yeah. in terms of how other people perceive you. That's why people get typecasted in Hollywood. 100%. You know, and some people play into that and are cool with it. And they're like, mm-hmm. I'm fine with being the stoner dude that is a, yeah. you know, BC character in every movie. Because guess what? Paying the bills and I'm in movies and I'm fine with that. Right. And if you're cool with that, by all means, like, yeah. don't let me stop you. Go team. But, you know, you talk to a lot of people and they're like, no, I'm really just doing this to get to this. And if you're saying that, just do the thing that's at the end of that list. Yeah. If you are sitting there in your car, at your house, at your desk, at work, and you're like, oh, I could do this, that I could hopefully set up this so I can finally do this. Whatever that mm-hmm. last Z thing is, mm-hmm. screw all the stuff in the middle. Like, yep. every single thing, every element is its own job. Being a songwriter is like, and not the easiest. Like, I honestly think it'd be easier to get to like the middle class status of being in a band yeah. than being a songwriter. Yeah. Um, you know. Especially if you don't care. Like maybe if you yeah. are a songwriter that is pumping out songs every single day, that's different. But for most people, like songwriting is not easy. It is a lot of work. <laughs> and mm-hmm. not only is it a lot of work, it's a lot of time. Like even if you're in it for the money. Yep. So, you know, in order to make money, it's got to be for a big artist. Mm-hmm. So you've got to write enough to work your way in and nudge in and get in the right circles to where you can even get in the room with this person to write. Yep. Cool. So you broke that bridge down. Well, then you write. Okay, cool. You made a song and it's dope. Mm -hmm. Perfect. Well, they're still like six to nine months out from deciding what songs they're going to pick to be on whatever the next record is. Yep. Cool. So then they spend the next three months after that making the record. Then the record's fully done for like six to nine months so that they can prep for promo Mm. before the record ever drops. Then you're not the first single. Even if you become a single, let's say you're like, they're pushing the first single. You're a deep cut. That single is going for several months. Then finally, your moment comes to shine. What are we, like three years later right now? (laughs) You, your song... Taylor Swift like does it it is a single and goes to radio and becomes number one perfect you're about to rain in money but you're not because it takes six months for that check to come through from current (laughs) things that are charting I think I think the point is it takes a long time (laughs) oh man which if you want to be a songwriter is awesome and has its rewards if you put in the time and effort again it's if if it's what you really want. Like I think the over the main theme of this whole episode is like What? What do you want? Yeah, what, <laughs> what do, you, do want? you want? And then do that thing. Do the thing that you want. Don't play the game doing something you don't want to do because it might make you money. Yep. That is dumb. 
Trust me, I'm talking to myself just as much as I'm talking to anybody else there. I have done that ad nauseum in my career. Tried to do something because it would make me money versus what it's what I want to be doing. And the more I do what I want to do and the less I do things for the money, first of all, the more money I make at doing what I want to do. And secondly, the more fulfilled I am even in the absence of making more money because I'm happier doing what I want to do versus what I think I should be doing. Should is a four-letter word. Don't worry about that. It uh, And that applies to everything. Like, look at doctors. Like, the amount of doctors I know that are not happy yeah. making a shit ton of money yep. because they were like, oh, well, I'll be able to make money. And it's a sure thing. Mm-hmm. Like... And then you spend 12 years in school and then you've like committed over a decade and yep. then you're like, well, now I have like $300,000 worth of loans that I got to pay off. God. And so then you have to do it. So then you spend another 10 years paying off those loans to make money. Yep. And you've literally just spent 20 something years doing something you hate. Yeah. Because you wanted something that was a sure thing. Yep. And like, I, I don't say this as it's bad to be a doctor. But, like, the person that does it for the money is never going to cure cancer. True. Like, the person that's just there for a paycheck is just there for a paycheck. They're going to leave the the office, the hospital, whatever, at 5 o'clock immediately. They're not putting in the overtime if they don't have to. And honestly, and I might get some backlash for this, albeit a highly intelligent version of this, they're really no different than the kid that is, like, working the cash register at a retail store. Like, in terms of how they feel inside, yeah. like, they might make a ton more money, and they might be incredibly smart. But they are equally fulfilled at their job as the person who doesn't want to be behind the cash register. I 100% agree. Yeah. Like, God, that's sad. Right? That's a bummer. Yeah. Can't end on that note. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Don't be stuck behind the cash register for the rest of your life. But also... I'll flip that. It's never too late. Like, yeah. if you are that person, if you are a doctor, like, going to work in your jag right now, mm-hmm. listening to our show because you wish you had played music, it's not too late. Didn't um, Ken Jong, the comedian, was that how you pronounce his last name? It's like Jong or Jung. Um, he was in um, The Hangover. Oh, He's been yeah, in yeah, a yeah. bunch of stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, he was... Either a doctor or on the path to become a doctor, and I believe his wife was diagnosed with cancer, something to that effect. I'm probably butchering the story. He had a dramatic, traumatic thing happen in his life. I want to say his wife was diagnosed with cancer, and she told him that she wanted him to pursue his dream of being a comedian rather than pursuing the route that was a, quote, sure thing. Mm-hmm. And now he's he's at the top of the game. Duh. It's never too late, you know, like, and there's never, there's not a timeline on quality and being good at what you do. Like you can, you can make music no matter your age, mm-hmm. put it out no matter your age. Yep. You can like the world, the way the world works is like, in, there is access to any information we want. Mm-hmm. And if it's good enough. You can get to it online now. Yep. There is no time limit. Yep. I read recently about some dude who's 
forget where he lives. Um, he's like a 65 year old male model. It's awesome. It's like had never modeled at all in his life, and 65 years old, he's like on the on the runway and stuff. It's never too late, man. And that that's on like that's an industry that's like physical appearance, and that dude's old. So don't tell me that because you're 35 that you can't put out a record for yep. yourself if you don't want to. All day long. Or if you want to, I should say. And if anything, if you had a shitty job that you hate, you probably made a ton of money. So you could probably build out like a legit studio in your basement and start tomorrow. There you go. <laughs> you don't have the hang-ups of a 22-year-old. <laughs> yeah, go team. <laughs> well, yeah, that's all, that's about all I have to say on the subject, I think. I agree. Cool. Well, uh, thanks for listening. Have a great week. We'll see you next Thursday. Hey, guys. Thanks again for listening to the show today. As always, you can find show notes and links from our episode on our website at themusicstuffshow.com. Also, please, please, please uh, connect with us. If there's ever any questions, any ways that we can help, you can find us all over social media at Music Stuff Show. You can also find myself and Tom personally all over the interwebs. I am at V-A-N-C-E-F-I-T-E and Tom is at T-O-M-D-U-P-R-E-E-I-I-I all over social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, anywhere you want to connect. uh, The show is here for you, so any way that we can make your life a little bit better and get you closer to your dreams of your career in the music industry, we want to be a part of. We'll see you guys next Thursday.